Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. I am Rob Maxwell. I am your host and podcast producer. The Method to the Madness is a podcast all about physical fitness and wellness. The purpose of my podcast is to go over what works and most importantly, why it works. Hence the name, The Method to the Madness. Today's topic is one of the seven principles, the principle of retrogression. Before I get into that, I want to thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pro. They currently have over 100 million sales between the two of them. They're hustlers. They're always out there ready to get it for you. So give them a shot. They can be reached at 386-451-2412 or at thegildengroup.com. All right. The principle of retrogression use it or lose it so that one's pretty straightforward isn't it I mean I think most of us know that but there's a principle out there that actually tells us it's absolutely true if we don't use our muscles we lose our muscles if we don't use our fitness we lose our fitness plain and simple but I do think there are some interesting things that go into this and I want to explain them because that is one of the big points to the method to the madness. So the first one is a little bit of a myth that seems to go along with the principle of retrogression. It's not necessarily a myth about the principle of retrogression, but it's sort of a myth about fitness that tends to imply retrogression in a sense. So with retrogression, we simply recede back to where we once were if we don't get a constant stimulus and a consistent stimulus. I've talked about this week about the SEDS principle, specific adaptations to imposed demands and if we aren't getting the imposed demand specifically to where we need them, we simply recede back to where we once belong. It's that simple. Now, naturally, that's a choice for the most part, and we don't have to let that happen. We're going to decline a little bit as we age. That's not really retrogression. I mean, we are going to regress a little bit. There is such a thing called sarcopenia, which is age-related muscle mass loss. So that does occur, but studies show that if we keep working out, we don't have to lose nearly as much as we think, and the amount we lose may not even be very noticeable. So retrogression is really more of a matter of taking time off, significant time off, which will lead to complete atrophy and or loss of fitness to where we once were. So can a person who has gained a lot of muscle and a lot of strength just kind of fall back to nothing or where they began in six months? And the answer is if they're doing absolutely nothing, yeah. I mean, the decline can be quite dramatic, absolutely. Aerobically too. If a person has built themselves up to be a great endurance athlete, whether it be with running or cycling or swimming, 
and they take significant time off, which is why we don't want to get those nagging running injuries because we can take time off and almost backslide completely. Yes, those things can absolutely happen, which is why we don't want that and we want to use periodization as I spoke about yesterday so we can ebb and flow our intensity and volume to hope to ward off any kind of type of overuse injury. So yes, we can slide back significantly. One study has shown that when a person has become sick, so when people became sick in the study, that their VO2 almost goes back to baseline levels after just 12 to 14 days. That is a very fast loss. Now, can it come back? Of course it can. Yes, it can come back. But the point is that significant time off can absolutely lead to a dramatic backslide. Now, I want to go over the myth and then I want to go over the best way to try to prevent that, okay? So the myth is that a certain substance can turn into another type of substance. So we hear that a lot. Or better said, a one type of tissue can turn into another type of tissue. That kind of like rattles our cages a little bit as exercise physiologists because we're like, now that's not possible. So let me give you that example. It's often said that these big old muscular football players, once they quit playing football, all of their muscle turns to fat, okay? Now, you listen to the method to the madness, so when you hear somebody say that, one of your friends as he chuckles over an old NFL quarterback on a Doritos commercial in between the games on this Sunday, you can say, buddy, that is not true. So, muscle does not recede to fat, and fat does not recede or upgrade to muscle. That does not happen. Muscle is a completely different kind of tissue than fat. Muscle tissue is muscle tissue. Fat tissue is fat tissue. So, that is not the principle of retrogression. What actually happens is, and it just of course doesn't happen in football, it happens in all sports, is these guys are very active, most of the time elite athletes, which mean that they have the capacity and genetics to put on a large amount of muscle. Now, like everybody, they're only going to fill up to their maximum if they're working at their maximum peak. So, they get very big, they get very muscular, they're in their 20s or whatever, so they're at the prime age for this, and they're burning a ton of calories each and every day for their particular sport. Let's take football. You know, it's funny how a lot of people think, Oh, you know, those guys don't run very much. Let me tell you something. Football players are practicing two to three times per day, and most of the time in the heat, when you think of our Florida schools, it's pretty darn brutal. And they'll be running exercises that are called gassers out in the middle of the day. Now, gassers are brutal interval runs with all of their full pads on. So these guys are burning a ton of calories day in and day out. And even wearing their equipment 
burns a ton of calories. And they get used to this from the time that they're in Pop Warner football until the time they retire. So then they finally hang up their cleats, they finally hang up their helmet. They're not burning anywhere close to the amount of calories that they used to burn. And if they're like most human beings, they eat. So now all of that extra food they used to be able to indulge in without any problem, they can't do it anymore without any problem and they start gaining weight. Not all of them, of course. I've seen many professional athletes maintain their fitness. I've seen many professional athletes actually lean out after they've played because they decide to do another sport or something else or they get into fitness. Say what you want about Tom Brady, but I don't see him and I don't think any of us see him gaining 50 pounds after he retires from football and having a huge beer belly while commentating sports. It just doesn't seem like that's in him because he's taken upon a very healthy lifestyle as he's playing. So it's as simple as that. Guys quit the sport, they retire from their sport, and they indulge just like they used to in the same amount of food that they used to, and now they can't get away with it anymore. Look, everybody, it's really no different than you or I or anybody else when we used to be able to eat three or 4,000 calories a day when we were in high school, when we were in college, drink too much, eat too much. We were super active. We had the metabolism of hummingbirds because of our youth, and we simply were able to get away from it, get away with it, and then we get away from it and get into our everyday life and everyday jobs as middle-agers and you know old creeping obesity comes on because we were used to getting away with something and we can't anymore it's really the same thing with the professional athletes i would also add they have put such a physical toll on their body through the years that they're not overly that concerned with keeping that nice midsection anymore and they probably just don't care that much, as much as maybe the normal person because they've been elite for so long, they're like, eh, the heck with it. And of course I'm generalizing, but yes, that's what it's from. So that is not the principle of retrogression. That is simply one tissue becoming bigger as their other tissue, the muscles, getting smaller. So now, Getting back to the actual principle of retrogression, where if we don't use it, we will lose it, how can we avoid it? Well, the first thing is, is stay consistent. Stay consistent in your exercise. Don't bite off more than you can chew to where you're gonna wanna quit. And I see this happen a lot with people. I often can predict when somebody is going to flame out. When I have a super, super, super motivated client, you know, from the get-go, super, super motivated, but they don't always have the appearance that they've been super motivated for a long period of time, I'll usually whisper to Ellen and say, you know, we've got to watch this one. I think they're going to flame out pretty fast because they're they're just jumping in both barrels and you know they're they're just it's their personality to just try to take this on and tackle it all at one time 
And then a lot of times they just flame out because they bite more than they can chew in the beginning. So the big key to understand is consistency. Nobody said you have to exercise for 90 minutes or two hours a day or more. As a matter of fact, the studies don't even really warrant that that's you know, good. I always like to walk around and say more moderation, you know, which of course is like a Yogi Berraism, right? More moderation. We just need more moderate exercisers out there and we need more moderation in our schedules that say, I'm not going to go on an exercise binge for four hours and then uh, one day and then not exercise for the rest of the week. Okay, we tend to call that weekend warriors. That doesn't work very good. So that's the first thing, we have to stay consistent. The second thing is, it goes along with consistency, and that is we just need to stick to a plan consistently and stick to our routine and not pick up overuse injuries that I talked about the past two days because we're getting overzealous and then we end up in a walking boot and then we can't run, jog, bike, whatever, and then we do lose that fitness. Now the cool thing is, it does come back. Sometimes people call that falsely muscle memory. Now it's not really what that is. It's just you did what you used to do and it came back. It's simply an adaptation. Muscle memory is more of a neurological thing where you practice something the right way and then your muscles automatically know how to do it without a whole lot of focus and concentration. That's really what muscle memory is. That's why it's very important to practice a technique the right way because then you're going to automatically do it and if you practice the technique the wrong way, you're going to automatically do it. So that's why we really try to get the reps in of doing things right, whether it be a swim stroke a bench press, a squat, or in my case, as my piano teacher always tells me, playing the piano, she'll say, now do it right, do it right, do it right with my finger patterns because the muscle memory will start to take over and do it more the wrong way. So that's what that is. But we can gain our fitness back by simply getting back to what we did before that made it work. The question is though, wouldn't we rather not have to do that and we can stick to our periodization and our planning I talked about yesterday where we're always constantly making a little bit of improvements so we don't have to backslide, right? Because that's a big purpose of the method to the madness here. I want you guys to do things right because I absolutely believe in exercise. I believe in fitness. I know it works. I know it'll make your life better because it absolutely has made my life better. Working out, fitness, health, and all that stuff, wellness, has made every aspect of my life better. So I like to continue to be able to do it. I like to exercise every day. And I do believe I exercise pretty moderately. I have friends that do a lot more than me. I watch people on social media do insane amount of things. That doesn't necessarily make it better. If anything, that makes more people flame out. And it also makes people a little bit turned off when they see that unnecessary stuff. So 
I believe it's very important to listen to our body and train smart. Training harder isn't always better. Training smarter is always better. When we stick to a nice consistent plan, we don't have to flame out and then go through the principle of retrogression because why lose it if we don't have to, okay? So tomorrow, I'm gonna pick up on our next principle, the principle of recuperation. Make sure you tune in. Until then, be max fit and be max well.